Hi, this is Doreen. I'm Greg Shannon's mother, and I'm listening to... It's a show. Oh, golly, you give me more notice on this one before you do that again. Well, I can practice. Oh. This is going to end terribly. Luann? Greg? <laughs> Are you eating lunch? I am wolf and dumb sandwich. <laughs> Any man who says he totally understands women is a fool. Because they are ununderstandable. It's a show. All right. I hate to bug you during a busy work day, the last day of no the problem. week. No problem. But I got to ask you about meatloaf. Okay. <laughs> we are live on the It's a Show podcast right now. Excellent. Hello, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lou, for those who don't know, is the bass player for the globally famous or soon-to-be band Domino. And This Is Domino <laughs> is their release that is out there now, and you can book them for your bar mitzvahs, your brisses, your rodeo dance, whatever you need. Just hit the Google. All right. Yes. So, Lou, you and Russ were at the concert last night. Yes, we were. I saw Meatloaf in the 80s at the Besbro Gardens in Saskatoon. Unforgettable show. At the height of his power, one might say. Last night, I turn on the Twitter machine, and all I see is this incredibly shocking news that he's postponing. Well, the first thing I saw is he had rescheduled the Calgary concert, and I said, Trees, maybe we could go to the Calgary concert. So I started digging around for tickets. Then I keep scrolling, and I go, Meatloaf collapsed on stage. What is happening? Now, this yes. was the Jubilee Auditorium in Edmonton, correct? Yes, it was. Okay, so tell us what happened. Okay, he's an hour and 25 minutes into a show, which is pretty good for the shape that Meatloaf is in. <laughs> um, it was a little shocking to see him. He's, he's frail. Um, big man, but like his actions were frail. His voice was frail. And third, third encore. So, I mean, or third song of the encore. He didn't do just one. And he was singing, I would do anything for love. And... The mic dropped. He dropped the mic on the whole stand. It just went down. And then he turned the other way, turned to his right, and just kind of very feebly went forward and fell over. And the music kept going, and we thought, cool, it's part of the show. For sure. And I know that a lot of people that have seen the video, and it's it looks yeah. like you never know with the loaf if this is part of his epic dramatic uh, thing that he's acting out for the song. That's right. And everyone sat there. No one panicked. And then even people started going, meatloaf, meatloaf, right? Thinking even Russ said, oh, he's going to get up and go, but I won't do that. Right. You know, like everybody thought it was part of the show. And then some people started running on the stage and, you know, ear monitors were coming out. Cell phones were being picked up. A girl came up from the crowd right that was right in the front. She's like, I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. And we're like oh, this is not part of the show. And then the lights come on. And we're like, okay, nope. What is going on? Like, it was scary because there's a part of you going, did we just witness someone die on stage? Like, it was last concert. Yes, exactly. So it, uh, and nobody really wanted to move. So the, the floor, we were just on the very, very first side balcony, awesome seat. And the floor kind of started to, meander out and they're waiting and you know looking back do we leave and then the people from the jube came out please leave the house please we need to empty the house and then they brought out a, a curtain to put in front of him so that you know people weren't gawking and everything and then yeah within 20 minutes probably 15 minutes an ambulance was there and yeah it was pretty 
pretty scary. You keep calling me rocker. I'm more than a rocker. Actually, I've done 59 films now. Oh, you? 59. Yeah. And um, I've had 18 concussions. Wow. Wow. And I got hit in the, I, no, my, you can't do it, but I'm going to let her. I got hit in the head with a 12 pound shot. Feel right there. I got a dent in my head from it. You have. I oh, do. Oh my goodness. And uh, I always joked about the concussions, but the last two or three years, my equilibrium has gone okay. completely wacky. I'm running into tables and doors and- What caused the concussions then? Yes, what? What caused the concussions? What? Uh, 11 playing American football. Okay. Um, okay. Two running into kitchen cabinets. Okay. Um, one shot put, and the rest of them all in car wrecks. Wow. Oh, I've been very lucky, have you, really? I know. I, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> I've been that? really. I'm still yeah. here. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I might have had a wing hit the runway. I've gone down with no front landing gear in an airplane. <gasps> I've had the hydraulics go out. We've gone across the runway. Oh, I've been in more. So stubborn. none of the concussions were to do with like mine were of being a party animal because you were a party animal back in the day, weren't you? Not. Never been a party animal, but I was invited to a crawling pub. Uh, a, a pub crawl? A pub crawl. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, a crawling, crawling pub. <laughs> no, no, you know, she was in, you know, we she went on a pub those. walk. Yeah. She went on a pub walk. I was invited to a, a pub, pub crawl. Pub yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you do that? How what, are you, you out of your mind? Did you not do it? You've <laughs> got to do a pub crawl. I don't, I don't partake of the spirits, my oh, dear. Oh, don't, have you not? Have you never? Oh, I, I can't, first of all, I can't stand beer. Right. Oh. Yes. Oh. Okay. So, uh, and, uh, no, so I don't, I don't do that. In your professional evaluation as a professional entertainer in the music yes. business, do you think he should still be on stage? I mean, you're saying he's frail, his voice is frail. <clears throat> he's not really in top-notch condition. Honestly, no. 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 I mean, it was phenomenal to see him and get to say that we've seen Meatloaf, but yeah, he needs to definitely, I think he needs to rest. God love him. It was awesome, but he can't sing hardly either. Like it was, it was pretty rough. He... I, yeah, that's hard to say about an icon and a legend, but you know, there's a point where your fans love you, but it's okay. It's okay to not do it anymore, you know? So it was, and in the health that he's in, I, I would definitely, he needs to just take time for himself and get better because a 90 minute set for anybody is a lot of work. And he's got through. all the theatrics involved as well, right? It's, those songs are not three minutes and 30 seconds of three chords. They're theatrical productions, right? So, and even if he's just standing there walking around a little bit, or just, it's still the, it's a lot of energy. And uh, for someone 30 years younger than him, that's, that's a lot of work for 90 minutes. So I'm really not surprised it happened. It was almost like he kind of almost expected it. Like we're just so glad that he's okay and that he's just dehydrated. And, uh, but I think he should probably just take some time off. That's my professional <laughs> advice because that's hard, man. That was the professional diagnosis from the medical practitioner is uh, clinically dehydrated. And some guy remarked on social media, said there's nothing worse than a dry meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I, I, know. Oh, that's I felt so bad, bad laughing at that one, but it was good. I, 
It is good. I know you feel bad, but that's a good one. There is nothing worse than a dry meatloaf. <laughs> so I know it's lunchtime and you're pressed for time, but I just want to say, like, uh, did he mention at any point during the concert that, uh, you know, he's not at his, the top of his game and maybe make some self-deprecating jokes or he just thought that I'm going to um, try and sell this? He did not. He The only time he brought up his age or anything was during Paradise for the Dashboard Light in the exchange with the young, very young beautiful girl that he was singing with made uh comments about he's only or he's 68 years old and um he's still good but just not for very long is kind of his comment oh my (laughs) god yeah kind of curbs the enthusiasm you know what i hate about it the most and him collapsing the whole thing is it makes me feel older Yes, exactly. That's right. And we don't like that. You yeah, because you're going to these shows. You're, you're going to these shows to recapture your youth. And Teresa and I had the opportunity to go see Pat Benatar and her husband, Neil Geraldo, and they were in peak yep. form. And I'm going, yes, this is my high this school years it. in the 80s coming back to me. This is so awesome. But I guess yes. it can work against you, too. Like if, if you don't hit your expiration date, it can get ugly. That's right. I'm I'm a huge Gordon Lightfoot fan and oh and boy. couldn't wait to see him. Oh boy. It was a few yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I guess I was expecting Gordon Lightfoot circa 1968 or something cuz it was a little shocking the first cut because I knew what he looked like, but I wasn't expecting the voice to not quite be what it was. Sundown, you better take care if I find you been creeping around my backstairs. He looks like a cadaver. He does. To be honest. He truly does. No, he does. He's very, yeah, not good. Not good. Nazareth was the same way. We saw Nazareth a few years ago and in reindeer, actually. And it was like, oh boy. Wow. So yes, Meatloaf needs to take some time off and needs to rest. (laughs) I remember my sister bringing home that album from the Bay in Saskatoon when I was a kid and I didn't know anything about rock and roll. And this was previous to me starting to abscond with all of her records and listen to everything. I was like listening to Statler Brothers and Farron Young and, and the occasional yes. Elvis A track at that point. And I saw she pulls the cover off the, the bag off of this album and my grandma Rita, proper grandma Rita <laughs> from Wales, is sitting there having coffee at the table and I'm going yes. and it's the iconic bat out of hell cover and everything and word hell is on there for uh, for the first thing yep. and i'm going oh my god what are you doing <laughs> why are you showing yes. grandma this this is insane imagine what my catholic mother said oh my goodness yeah, <laughs> yeah like there was uh, there, no that wasn't gonna happen at our house so it was contraband <laughs> no kidding man yeah that was yeah. black market stuff that's right now luann before i let you get back to work or whatever is going yes. on on this beautiful friday i just want to yes. briefly touch on our encounter at the Lexus dealership in Edmonton and I've got some tape coming up with uh, an amazing person that you know and I know and we both love named Carolyn Don Johnson but before we get to that little experience I just want to say I so much enjoyed meeting your daughters your whole family dynamic that you have and uh, what great parents you guys are I can just tell by the interactions and Russ was hugging your daughter before she left the hotel room and like it's just yeah and then we got the jam with your other daughter in the in the uh so let's talk about that real quick so here we go we're at the Lexus of Edmonton dealership to award Carolyn Don Johnson for her terrific dynamic sales with Rodan and Fields and she earned herself a Lexus she did pretty phenomenal Uh, she's a super leader and uh, great to be part of the team with her and you know she makes us feel like it's all something we can do and Man, she's just down to earth too, right? Like super lady, super kind, super genuine, just awesome. So to get to share that night 
with her was pretty amazing. Of course, the only piece I didn't capture on tape was the shout out she gave to Tara Lee and I for, uh, you know, basically in a nutshell, the fact that we made her a superstar with our radio career. I think we got that on tape, so you're okay. Okay, you you got me covered there. I did get you on video singing with your idol live on stage. Tell us about that moment. A moment I've dreamt about since 2000 when I first heard her. So it's it's still sinking in a week later, honestly. I've watched it a few times. And then Domino was able to perform with her Sunday night at Cook County in Edmonton, and that was surreal as well. (laughs) So this whole week is just, it's still sinking in. It was mind-blowing. And she's so genuine and sweet that, yeah, it was incredible. As a person that's just kind of on the outside looking into this Rodan and Fields, that's the one thing that struck me is the authentic way that all of you talk about it on the microphone in front of your friends and family and loved ones and and peers. Just the uh, way it's changed your lives as women getting involved with this organization. And yeah, you're, you're helping make people younger and rejuvenate their skin, but it's also the way you work together and the way you achieve together. Yeah, that's probably the the whole reason I came aboard. I mean, I have my own personal story about skincare and why I choose to sell it and do it. Um, But the reason was the support that these people give each other. And it's, it's just, you are in business for yourself, but not by yourself. That's, and that's the truth. So, yeah. And the thing I like about it, it's not pushy. It's not, it's like, look, I'm sharing where I went for supper last night and the great meal I had. I'm also going to share this great skincare with you and the great results that I also have. So, yeah. And as a happy side product, uh, your husband, Russ, divulged to me that he has to buy a new wheelbarrow to cart around all the money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, it's definitely added a nice little chunk onto the, the paycheck every month, so... Can you hear me? I'm on Bluetooth now. Yeah, you transferred over like a ninja. That was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's just good all around and top-notch products, so it's all good. We both have to get going. I'm going to end this segment. I got Carolyn Don Johnson and some clips coming up in the show this week, but I want to know what your request is for a meatloaf song. Oh, my God. Which one did you wish that he would have performed properly at the concert? <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. Love that song. It's slow. I like it, just like I like yeah. you. Thanks a lot, Lou. Aw, thanks, Greg. You're so awesome. Have a super day. You too. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Bye. Maybe we can talk all night. But that ain't getting us no. I told you everything I possibly can There's nothing left inside of me And maybe you can cry all night But that'll never change the way that I feel The snow is really piling up outside You've been cold to me so long I'm crying
It's a Show with Greg Shannon is presented by the world-famous Jackpot Casino in beautiful downtown Red Deer, Alberta. Brought to you by OpenHighway.com. Live social, HD graphics, digital signage. They do it all at Open Highway Media. It's a Show is recorded in front of a live studio audience. It's Greg Shannon on the road with the It's a Show podcast at Lexus of Edmonton. We're side stage and uh, one of the stars of the show is applying her stage makeup. It's Sephora and I wish it was a... I feel like I should have really amped up the lipstick in Las Vegas for tonight, but it was all I had in my purse. So, in a nutshell, why are we here? Uh, We're here to celebrate a monumental achievement in uh, business by the one and only Carolyn Don Johnson, and we're going to do that the best way we know how in the music business, that's by throwing a bash. We're going to have a couple of tunes here. We're live at Lexus of Edmonton. Do you want that other mic? Do you want me to check in and make sure it works? Maybe. It wouldn't hurt, hey? That was dancing Bill Hansen. Uh, (laughs) And he will warn me already not to spill on the board. Yeah. He's in charge of all things oh, sound. Hang on, I need one more thing. Okay. We got Maddie McKay standing by here. He's trying to, um, well, not trying, he's tuning his guitar. And the legendary Mark Broncagne, previously of Doc Walker fame as the drummer, and then with the Gord Bamford Band as drummer music director. Semi-retired now, raising a couple of beautiful boys with his beautiful wife in Lacombe, Alberta, is behind the kit, and it's a beauty of a kit. I'll send a picture, because I I haven't seen a kit like that. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Teresa, too. Teresa, comment on the wine. It's very good. Yeah, we got wine, and we got country music, we got Lexus, and we got Rodan and Fields. That's what we're celebrating, is Carolyn Don Johnson's accomplishments with Rodan and Fields. She is so good at this, like she's so good at music, that she earned a Lexus. It's not a lease, it's a car, she got the car. That's the big cheese right there. Okay, the she's got- of The biggest of the big cheese. I have never seen shoes like that in my life. I've seen a lot of cool shoes. She could go running in them, except their heels. Yeah, but they, they have a fluorescent underneath. Uh-huh. Now, the other thing I learned, Tara Lee, is that we can get, uh, like I've been trying to start my modeling career for a while. Yep. Are those eight by 10 shots free that we're getting here for my- Yeah, give it a go. Okay, I'll well, give no, it a go. I actually did 25 bucks. <laughs> Is that, is that autograph? Hey, Mark. How's it we're going? podcasting. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I already, there. I already gave you the big build up. <laughs> I didn't talk much about Maddie. I just said he was some guy tuning his guitar. So we're on It's a Show, the world famous podcast that is going into its third season. Wow. I think a lot of episodes in the can. You guys, the chosen few. This is a pretty big gig. Are you nervous? I mean, you only play with what's his face? Brent Keisel. Brent Keisel. I'll tell you it's what. a fine German lad. If you're not nervous, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So you always get a little bit of butterflies before every, a show? Every show. Yeah. Every show. Now, tell me about the, real quick, I don't know how much recording time I have, but tell me about the drum clinic you were just at. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was very intensive. Uh, it took a lot of concentration. The best drummer in the world, if you ask me. There was another guy there, too. Uh, like, the drummer was Steve Gadd. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's... I'm he's assuming he's impressive. Everybody Incredible. in the Yeah. Uh, there was another guy hanging around there. I forget what his name was. Uh, James Taylor or something like that? It's amazing. So Unbelievable. So amazing. Off the bucket list. What's next? Rock Walker? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get a chance to jam with those guys someday. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. How about you, McKay? I'm going to see you, I think, on Monday at the Love of Children Golf Tournament yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, it's been really busy. We, we just came off of about five months off of the road, though. We had a really busy year last year, yeah. and we had uh, Brett and his wife, Cecilia, just had their first baby. So he wanted to stick close to home? Well, not only that, it was kind of a strategic thing, you know, just kind of don't oversaturate 
What's the thing about Canada, right? It's a huge country, but you know, once you've played Kindersley, Saskatchewan one time, you got to wait a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't be kind of going into the same markets too often, or else it drives your demand down and in your value. It's like economics, I guess. So outside of Calgary, outside of Canada, where's your favorite place when you're on tour? Where do you like to hang the most? Outside of Canada? Yeah, like is Nashville a real favorite? Or Nashville's a great place. I, I really like hanging out there. Um, there's a lot of. I like getting to go to wherever I am. You know, it's it's all an experience. You don't always get to go out and do much when you're in town playing. You know, because a lot of times all you see is the, you know, either the hotel or the inside of your bus bunk or the inside of the venue for a lot in a lot of cases. But you, you kind of get a little bit of time to maybe go away and, and do some exploring when you're away. I would never make it as a country musician for a, a numerous reasons. A, I have no talent, but B, I could not sleep in those coffin bunks, man. Oh, yeah. They it's are like small. A, people ask, I'll always kind of say, it's it's like literally sleeping in a in a coffin with a curtain on it. Yeah. It's quite literally. And is, is the climate control decent there, or are you smoking hot, depends on Depends on if anyone uh, decides to get up and dick around with the yeah. climate controls. Plus, if you you know you have some month award for supper, you can Dutch yeah. oven yourself in there. Yeah, that could well, be gross. We, not to be gross, but it's it's often referred to as the fart tube rolling down the road. It's, it could be quite I have awful heard that. to have like that many grown men that have been drinking beer on occasion. Not all the time. Yeah, of course not. There's a lot of but kombucha. It's, uh, it could be quite awful. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. All right, man. Have a great show with CDJ and yeah, all the thanks, rest. Thanks, Greg. All right, man. Good to see you. To see you. Also, to my family, 
into something, I just do it. But it takes some sacrificing sometimes. And there's been times when I've been on calls, and my sweet little kids are so patient. Thank you, Abigail and Bennett. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know how mommy has a team? A lot of these people are on mommy's team. Isn't that cool? So cool. And my husband, Matt, oh my gosh, like, amazing. Like, he is a rock, absolutely. Mom and Dad, thanks for giving me a place to stay every time I fly back and forth. <laughs> it's a little crazy. So, yes, they always support my dreams, obviously, as a musician, too. I moved to Nashville 21 years ago, and, um, you know, I just said I'm going for it in the music business. I've had a lot of dreams happen there, and Rowan Fields is going to help me make my next record. I'm so thankful for that. And, uh, yes, absolutely. I just wrote this, I do need lyrics. <laughs> I don't know if I can see that far. pleasure of it's a show spread the word find us on itunes at it's a show pod on twitter and instagram and it's a show podcast on facebook you guys uh maddie and ben you guys are good for what what are we doing Where's that <laughs> yeah, good he's in the can <laughs> he's got the nerves <laughs> 
you guys all in Nashville too? We were. You weren't. You were in Nashville too? So you went from Edmonton? Yeah. But you were going out with Greeley that night. Well I was in I was in Nashville. I Before flew, that. I flew in uh, from Nashville into Edmonton because I put Carolyn on the Friday. Yeah. So did And then I went Matt, and hung out with Greeley. Oh, because he had And I went and sat in with him. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I had my amp and stuff in the truck. He was just playing at the Trap and Gill in Edmonton. I went and sat in with him and stayed at his place. Yeah, it was awesome. It was good to see him. I miss that guy. I'll do it. So, did you go to the... He was doing the songwriter gig himself at the Bluebird? Or, yeah, we yeah, were gone by then. Yeah. We just so, played the two two shows on the Strip, like on Broadway. And how was that? Awesome. Really good. Yeah? Like, just was, tons of people there, right? It was crazy, yeah. 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 yeah, I think it was really good for, uh, for Bretzky. Well, all that's about you. Good to go. He's still great, man. I liked that little video outside the Bluebird where he played for the yeah. fans. Yeah. You know, that's just class. He's got a guy who's always thinking about Yeah. That's something like Garth would do, right? Like, yeah. You know? He'd love to hear that. Hi, buddy. Thank you. Hey, friend. Hey, Bill Brasky. Okay, we just witnessed the drummer hugging the star, and I thought that wasn't allowed. He looked you right in the eye, too, man. Is he fired, or how's that? Uh, no, he's not fired, actually. We've got a very, very close relationship. So, you handpicked this band? I did, yeah, and uh, I'm very happy because they also agreed to let me be the lead singer in the band. You're the lead singer in the band? I am, so it's really That's special. That, most of me, the bass player. Begrudgingly, he says, the <laughs> yeah. bass player. bass player did not want you to be the lead singer. Well, and that's, and there's I didn't always, want him to be the bass player. So I watched always, the Eagles documentary. I know how There's always works. a little bit of, uh, what, tension. Yeah. And uh, I think if you want to be a great band, you have to have some tension. Yeah, and there's, there's always chemistry, tension. tension. That's and what the audience craves. It's important, Greg, for you to know that actually the biggest tension doesn't come from music. The biggest tension comes from hockey because mm -hmm. my bass player knows very little about the National Hockey League. He cheers for the Calgary Flames. <laughs> and I cheer for the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> the last great dynasty of the National Hockey League. I heard you on a, a local radio station, KG Country 95.5, when the Memorial Cup was on. You're a Rebels fan. Well, yeah, I am, 100%. Yeah, that was fantastic. Okay, hold on. I'm seeing some skin ink here. What's, what's well, with got, the compass? I've got my tattoo. So what's this the is compass? The, uh, this is the cattle ranch I grew up on. Oh, sweet. So that's the coordinates of the cattle ranch. That's right. Okay, this is kind of creepy, but I can get a picture of that. That's weird. Okay, so your baby's got earrings today? That's right, yeah. Our she, daughter Mila, she got her ears pierced, and I'm glad I wasn't there. Yeah, because she would have been, 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 been freaking out. So, is she getting the tat next or what? Uh, probably by the time she's 16, 17, 18, I bet you she's going to be a wild child, just like her mom. How'd you guys meet? Uh, uh, my daughter? Well, we I met my daughter in no, the hospital. not your daughter, your oh. wife. <laughs> How did you to make the daughter? You have to meet the wife. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, my wife and I, we You're met a at a kid, show. You <laughs> I did, yeah, the birds and the bees. My wife and I, we met uh, at an event up in Bonneville, Alberta, both uh, kind of our respective hometowns. That's where I met my wife, man. It, really? I met Teresa at the Bonneville 7-Eleven. She was working there. At the Bonneville 7-Eleven. And I was a DJ in St. Paul, and I courted her. And the CHLW. CHLW. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's really special. Well, Bonneville, there must be something in the water there, because uh, Cece and I, we met. We've been married now, uh, coming on five years. You've been married... 27. 20, that's a good chunk of time. Hot girls come from Bonneville, that's the moral of the story. That's the moral well, of the story. Well, she's giving me the yeah. you gotta get up on stage. Okay, no problem. All right, man, good Thanks, to see Greg. you. You bet. Okay, All right, you. talk to you soon. Current album is called Pick Me Up. It's had a number one song this year with Airwaves. Some very, very cool performances in 2016 so far on the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Also played the historic Bluebird Cafe recently and has had a performance on the CMA Music Festival. Are you guys ready for some music? Please welcome Brett Kissel! It all started with a song Flicking that match on the gasoline Turning them cars your lights
drumming Must be something in the guitar strumming She ain't never looked at me that way Must be something in the airwaves Must be something in the airwaves Hold it, if we're gonna get a picture together Hey, let's selfie this I don't mind So I wrote a song just a little while ago that is my current single out on KG Country Radio. I guess by show of hands or claps, you folks are country music fans and you listen to KG Country, right? That's good news. I love KG ever since Greg Shannon was working there and uh, Greg, you've been great supporting my music over the years. And this is uh, my current single out on the radio right now. Uh, tell me what you think. If you haven't heard it, go and check it out on YouTube or enjoy it right now, alright? It's a great little summer vibe. Goes like this. Baby, what you doing right now? How'd you like to take a ride around? Maybe watch the red sun go down by the railroad tracks. Throw on a t-shirt, blue jeans, over a little sundress. On Saturday, and it's going to be my hometown homecoming. And it's going to be a lot of fun where we've got uh, some great special guests. You can listen to it on 840 CFCW. You can listen to the entire concert starting at about 7 o'clock on Saturday, June the 18th, and here our entire show, CMT, is coming out to do a great big concert special on that as well, so you'll be able to watch that on TV in a few weeks from now. But what I'd like to do is play a song by one of our special guests, and he's coming out from Ottawa, Ontario, one of my favorites. His name is Charlie Major, and I thought that maybe I'd do a little Charlie Major song for you, a little blast from the past, from the early 90s when I got my very first guitar. This is one of the first songs that I learned how to play. I'm thinking let's do it in the key of A. And uh, this one was from his uh, big award-winning record. This song's called uh, The Other Side. Are you ready? I'll do the count in. You ready? A one. Uh, no, is that the right count in? Brasky? Oh, there we go. Here we go. Is that right? Well, everybody, give it up for Andy. All right, come on. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know where Steve is. That's okay. We don't need him. We don't need him at all. As long as we got you. So, hanging out, I, I, I grabbed her guitar, and uh, we were jamming this a little bit earlier today, and I thought it went over so well in the tent that uh, instead of just doing it for like six or seven golfers, 
Why don't we do it for like the whole congregation? I love the way you think. Thank All you right. so much for this opportunity. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, we both love the classics. CCR, uh, one of my favorite bands. I know you like CCR as well. So uh, why don't we do one to hopefully, this is like not a jinx for the rain, but we're going to play one of our favorites. It goes like this. It's a show is on the road again, and this time we're talking with world-renowned road manager Kevin Bushy. Bushy, wow. yeah, that's wow. good. I'm going to do a longer intro when I post-produce, obviously, right. and there's going to be a lot of bells and whistles, and stuff. so get ready. Ding ding! It's going to be impressive, <laughs> just like you. Okay, so I've always wondered, like, you have a unique gig. Let's go way. Is Maddie with you? No, he is on his way to the band room with Ben. Can you tell him when he gets there that? He's got a case here that he left at Soundart from the fall tour, that silver case. They, they brought it here, so it's sitting here, the silver guitar case. Uh. All right, I'll shoot him a text right now. Part of the never-ending uh, gig for putting Bushy. Up, putting up fires. That's putting up fires. Okay, so when it all began, mm -hmm. let's go back to high school. Yeah. What did you want to be when you grew up? Auto mechanic. In, did you have a cool car? No. No, <laughs> me either. No, I had a 1972 F-150 pickup truck. Right. Standard three in the tree. But you could fix it? Yeah, I could, I could back then. It was a straight six. So who helped you learn about engines and stuff? Your pop. My dad. Yeah. yeah, my dad. My dad was always around cars. So yeah, I thought, you know, in, in high school and even grade school, I thought for sure. Yeah. This is the coolest thing on, yeah. earth, on, on the planet, but that changed. But I've always been... In, in with music too. Started playing drums when I was 10 years old. And then my family's from the east coast of Canada, so music runs in our family. My mom played piano and my dad played a little bit of guitar, but my uncles all played different instrumentation. So from there, I just kind of, you know, grown up on traditional country music is what I was grown up on. Um, you know, it was one of them things that you're around it your whole entire life. Whether or not at some point, you know, when I hit 12 was really kind of when I started to want to be in a band and when I could actually keep four on the floor as a beat, it was it was time to explore this because I thought it was pretty cool. So so what would have been one of the first records or eight tracks that you listened to as a kid? Well, I've got two older brothers too. So uh, 12 years between me and my oldest, 10 between me and my middle. So, you know, they, wow. were, they were raised on 70s rock. Right. They didn't want anything to do with country. So my brothers were bringing records home like, you know, the Outlaws or... Uh, you know, I remember Chilliwack back in the days and, and April Wine and, uh, you know, really classic acts like that. And Led Zeppelin, obviously, and Aerosmith and How Queen. good were you, Queen, how good were you at geography? Because I loved Chilliwack as a kid. I had no idea that was a place because <laughs> I was a farm kid from Saskatchewan. I didn't even know they were Canadian <laughs> until I was older. So I know. I'm not going to tell you. It's like it blows your mind. Yeah. What you gonna do when I'm gone? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when I'm gone? Traveled, uh, we took the whole family on a trip to California. We drove all the way down the Oregon coast and everything. And then you get into California, you start seeing Sausalito, and I go, yeah. 
I freaking know that that's a soul. You know, like it's just wild what happens yeah. when you actually grow up, get some maturity and get to travel. That all comes with experience, right? So first band. First band that I was in, uh, it was a band called Hit and Run. Nice. And uh, we were just a bunch of punks and uh, just in grade nine, we started in grade eight. There was a grade eight, grade seven and eight band there. Yeah. But I don't remember. I don't remember the name. It was so long. But uh, the first real band that I played in was called Hit and Run. So right on. With a bunch of high school buddies. Country or rock? Rock and roll. Hey, rock yeah, and roll, all, man. All classic rock. And and uh, yeah, I never. I didn't start playing country until about thirteen years ago. Put a band together called Blind River, and uh, that was my first co- real country band that I played in. Previous to that, for three years, I played in a band in Ontario called the Bareback Riders. So, but that was my actual first dive into country music and then that led to blind river so now you're in a different realm yeah tour management for me has always been my career and and i've never even though i love playing music and i love playing live it's never been my i've never been wanted to be that star guy i love being behind the scenes and i love making all this stuff kind of tick because you get an all-access pass to everything Everything. but yet you don't have that ultimate pressure of being up there and performing exactly yeah it's a different kind of pressure, making right. sure that we're all on time and where we're supposed to be, and everybody's at the airport, and we have, you know. Okay, so I know I just to talked it. to Kissel, and you guys were in Nashville for uh, the week. CMA Fest and yep. the whole thing, and then you had a gig in Calgary, and you missed every connection. Does that kind of stuff cause you stress at this stage in the game, or totally. you just got to keep figuring it out? It, it totally does. I mean, it's there's nothing you can do because you're at the mercy of the airlines a lot of times. Yeah. So, you know, you're either going to pay an absorbent amount of money to bring in a private jet, which you can't do, or you get on another airline, which is going to cost you double what you've already paid. Right. So there's all those stresses, but fortunately for us, we made it all work. We got in on time. You know, Brett never got his luggage, but all that kind of stuff happens, and you just got to roll with it. Like, so there's constantly plan B and C in my mind every single time, just in case something happens. There's just something about this small town Where generations of blood are carved in stone Yeah, that's where I belong Smiling face at the filling station No bulletproof glass, this is family owned Yeah, that's where I belong where there's a little white church, couple rundown shacks, great elevator by the railroad tracks, where every day's like living a country song. That's where I belong. So you were with Doc for a long time, Doc Walker. Ten years, yeah. Ten years. So was that your first major run with a band, or no. who were you with before? No, it was my first. Doc was one of the first country acts that I worked with as a TM. I come up in the whole genre of Coney Hatch, Kim Mitchell band. I first started doing, um, assisting in merchandise for Kim Mitchell back in 89, 87, 88, 89. When he had hair. When he had hair, and, and yeah. he was playing Akita Bala. And um, so I was working for a company called Labatt's Blue Live back then. And uh, that's kind of where I've got my start. And then that eventually transitioned into me working in clubs, sort of wrapping cables for a production company. And then eventually I became general manager of that club. And then I started booking all the acts and then learning how contracting was, dove into the agent business for a little bit and absolutely hated that. And then had the opportunity to come out and tour manage. So, And I'd always played in a band too, so I kind of understood the process of advancing and 
what time you want to say, what time you have to sound check and all that. So yeah. out of all the guys that I played with, personally, my, my I was probably the most organized. So I guess that's why I had that job. But all those other positions and jobs, you know, prepared me for touring at a, at a national level with, you know, national recording artists. So, but Doc was one of the first country acts that I definitely came when I crossed over from rock into, into country. If you could sum up your time with Doc in one sentence. I can't do it in one sentence. I mean, those are, you know, Chris and Dave and Murray, to me, I think are three of the greatest songwriters this country has to offer. And, you know, I love touring with those guys. And, and I mean, I still talk to them now. Their schedule's kind of, you know, the less busy they become, guys like me, we have to stay busy. Right. So, you know, we take other gigs and, and we're kind of forced to continuously keep working and all that kind of stuff. But I love all my time with those guys. And, and I still talk to Steve and Brent and, uh, you know, you don't burn any bridges in the business. There's no reason to really. Right. So, you know, for me, being able to tour with, I saw a lot with those guys. And it's been... I can imagine. It's been... Uh, <laughs> and I'm lucky. I'm very, very fortunate because it's, it's you know, getting. I've toured with some really great people. Aside from the musicianship and songwriting ability, they're great people. And that, to me, is is now I'm kind of fortunate because I'm in a position where I can pick and choose. You know, if you want to take a gig with somebody, maybe not, or somebody that I'd like to, then I can do that. So, but I'm very fortunate that a lot of the guys have been fantastic. You were talking nationally, and then you went international with the three tenors, correct? Yeah, the Canadian tenors. They used yep. to be called, and, and yep. uh, they're just now the tenors. Yeah, yep. it's four of them. All over the place. I travel the world with those guys. And, Unreal. And yeah, it's been... Uh, it's interesting because it's a completely different genre of music. Um, and those guys, again, are you know four of the greatest guys that I've met, too. They're really down-to-earth and really humble, and they care about their people. And, you know, we care about them. So we want to go the extra mile for, for right. those guys. And like we do with all our artists. So, um, but getting the tour, like, you know, I got to go to Africa with the tenors and do a lot of really, really crazy things that you would never normally get to do. So you would so. recommend this career to anybody? Uh, oh, absolutely, I yeah. would. But then I wouldn't because, you know, I'm potentially knocking myself out of a job. So I don't yeah. want anybody to get into, <laughs> into my career. You've been spending lots of time with the tenors, but then they're off now for a bit. Yep. So then you pick up the slack and you go with Kissel. Yep. Go with Brett. And uh, I mean, there's been times where I've had some time off, but I've been out with the Indigo Girls. I've been out with, I did uh, one of the Cross Canada tours with B.B. King two years before he passed. Wow. And so, and I got to do a bunch of dates with John Prine. And so it's just, it, yeah. it, it's unbelievable that what I've been able to do. And I was with Corb Lund for five years as well. So, and, and he's one of my favorites. And you're still alive. And I'm still alive <laughs> and I'm still here to tell the tales. And, and, but it's been, like I said, I, I'm very lucky and very fortunate that I look back on some of the plaques and I've got laminates uh, from 22 years ago when I started my very first set of laminates to, I keep my, all my lammies very out of cool. every tour. So, yeah. and now, you know, as the tour manager, I, get the laminates designed and done up so when i get the new tour laminates it's like christmas day to me because it's like it means a Another lot of laminate yeah. yeah it is absolutely yeah. so just one more to add to the collection the boxes of lamies that i've got but. so you grew up in the east coast whereabouts actually i grew up in hamilton ontario my okay. parents were from the east coast okay. i was born and raised in hamilton and uh go Ticats. and um it's unfortunate yeah <laughs> st right. peter's fan probably <laughs> no riders crush your enemies See them driven before you. We've got that rider pride. You know we just can't hide that rider pride. So the story about the riders, my cousin Paul was drafted to Saskatchewan in 80... 87. So he spent his first four years in the CFL as a schedule. So family embarrassment for yeah. you guys. 100%. 100%. Okay, so now you're on the East Coast. Yep. You, you moved. I there. live there, yeah. Yep. live there now, yeah. With moved. your girl? Yep, live there. And uh, she's a blueberry farmer. She's a blueberry farmer. That's amazing. you got the most fascinating life of 
I do these interviews all the time, Bushy. Yeah. Yeah. You're a classic. Was she, fa- was she the family that was in the Canadian magazine there? Not that Our long. Canada? Yeah. I just read an article about a family on the East Coast that is a blueberry farmer. Oh, really? That's yeah. Well, her, her family's a legate, so you're probably thinking of the Braggs. Potentially or whatever, yeah. Spit. <laughs> no, it's it's. I didn't grow up on a farm. My dad did. My mom did. But I've never been really around a farm. But to see her, like, I get out there now and I'm driving her tractor and you and know, you love and, it. And absolutely, I love it. Wood coming in all the time. We're constantly splitting wood because she's got a wood stove in her house that she heats the house with. But it's like I, I get out there now, and especially when I come off the road, it's like it's my everything just calms and settles right in for me, and yeah. it's just like you this know is where that I'm supposed we're to coming be. there now, right? Yeah, now. Well, we are. absolutely. Yeah, you let me know like, when. I don't care if I'm come, sleeping outside. I'm coming there. Check my Instagram because I cook a pretty mean meal. Nice. So I don't know if you'll follow me on Instagram. Just like me, right, Trace? No comment there. <laughs> Pretty good at hot dogs on the kitchen. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll check, check, check my Instagram. Check my Instagram. There's some pretty good dishes out there. That I well, man, safe travels. Yeah, and thanks for this. Appreciate it, buddy. Anytime. I yeah, love this. Yeah. I don't, awesome. Uh, I don't get a chance to talk about this side of the, the world too much. You know what I mean? And it's it's kind of cool. Well, and so. I'm not lying. I mean, it's a fascinating gig. And we have four kids. And we just hope that they get involved with something that they're passionate about like you are and it can lead them around the world to adventures and experiences it's all about loving what you do yeah because you got to get up every single day and if you hate what you do yeah it's a miserable existence well just the story of laminates you know that tells me everything i need to know right there it's like christmas day to me yeah it's kind of like i get the proof in and you you get all giddy and then when you see that package show up and you've got that laminate in your hand and it's like This is it. Greg used to collect coffee mugs from every radio station. I'm the same way. Except that we moved 28 times in 27 years of marriage, and guess who got to wrap and unwrap them every time? I got rid of my coffee mugs, but I'm rebuilding. (laughs) I I love a good coffee mug. Yeah. I'm like a a coffee snob to begin with, but I love a good coffee mug. You know what? We got a French press now, and I love it. It's awesome. I was slow to get on the train, but now there's nothing like it. We have them on the bus. They're a little bit too much work for me. You know, I fresh grind coffee every single morning. It's I, I don't buy into the package stuff, and I'm a Starbucks snob, so I have yep. to have. <laughs> and I'm I'm funny because I'll only have one coffee a day, but until I have that first coffee today, my phone can ring off the hook, and I will not answer it. Yeah. In the mood for hot coffee? When you are, nothing else will satisfy. Because otherwise, so you're gonna you're tear somebody's head off. Morning, yeah. And my, I'm not answering my phone. It's like, oh, he hasn't had his coffee yet. That's my pants are ringing. Is, so, yeah. Great to see you, Bush. You too. All right, Thanks, bro. Brother. Appreciate you bet. it. You bet, man. All right. Anytime. All right. Thanks. Very nice to meet you. I'm a hugger, too. Yeah, Teresa, very nice to meet you. On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Will he offer me his mouth? Yes. Will he offer me his teeth? Yes. Will he offer me his jaws? Yes. Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. Again. Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. And will he starve without me? Yes. Then does he love me? Yes. Yes. On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Yes. I bet you say that to all the boys.
show with Greg Shannon is presented by openhighway.com. See the future today and grow your business the easy way with openhighway.com.